Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Saturday, September 18th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen back in the studio with Josh Crash Davis. We just recorded the main slate pod with Joe Stanton. So check that out on our YouTube channel if you haven't seen it already. But we are here for the primetime show. We've got Sunday night and Monday night. Glad to have you on this week with me, Crash. And we've got your Green Bay Packers in the Monday night game. And they're in a great spot. So we'll, we'll let you break that down here in a minute. But we got to start with KC and Baltimore. And the quote that jumped out at me was Lamar Jackson coming out and saying it's not about Lamar versus Mahomes. But mm-hmm. I think it is with Lamar 0-3 against Mahomes. Uh, there's no way to, to hide from that. But there's also some injuries that are going to play a factor this week. Josh, do you want to get into that? Yeah, there's a lot of injuries in this game on the Ravens side. That's um, given me some concerns about just what kind of a game we're going to see. But we've got Ronnie, Ronnie Stanley, offensive tackle. We've got two wide receivers in Devin Duvernay and Marquise Brown. Uh, and we've got the two starting corners, Marlon Humphrey and Jimmy Smith. So, so you've got, you know six starters that are going to be questionable. So if all six are out, I mean, that's just going to be a, a really big disadvantage for, for the Ravens on paper anyway. So, Yeah, and, you know, looking at the Vegas numbers, KC favored by three and a half, even though it's in Baltimore. Pretty nice total here, 54 and a half. And I'll hit on those receivers here real quickly with Marquise Brown and Duvernay, both questionable, like you said. They did get in limited practices on Friday. So we'll see if they get out there. But I'm looking more at the running game here for Baltimore, regardless of the health of those wide receivers. I think that's the way you get after KC a little bit. They did give up 5.9 yards per carry to Cleveland in week one. And we know Baltimore loves to run it. The question is, that's a crowded situation. Mm-hmm. Tyson Williams, of course, looked pretty good, was the lead back in in my mind. He got nine carries. Yeah, Latavius Murray got 10, but... Williams looked a little bit more explosive. They both got in the end zone, and Baltimore has come out and talked about how they're not going to shy away from having three or four running backs, that it takes more than one. It, it takes a full room. And the latest we have here as we record this on Saturday night, looks like Devontae Freeman is going to be out there, and Le'Veon Bell is not. So that leaves three running backs, plus Patrick Ricard had a couple catches. He's a value play. So there really are going to be four potential running backs who are going to be out there getting touches and uh, that that makes it tough, no doubt. You know they are a little bit cheaper, um, but I'm going to go with Lamar here. Uh, you know, you could even play him naked, and and stack it up with KC if you like that side. But I wouldn't mind Lamar and one of these other runners. They are priced, you know, reasonably enough that you can do that. Uh, and if I'm going to get a pass catcher, I'm looking first at Mark Andrews here. Uh, we know they they love uh, that connection in Baltimore, and that was another thing that stood out to me from week one. The Cleveland tight ends combined for seven catches for 120 against KC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think Mark Andrews can have a solid portion of that and pay off his $6,200 price tag on DraftKings. So I'm looking there, Crash, and I'd like your feedback. I'm looking to avoid those wide receivers. Marquise Brown had a nice week one against Vegas. Good to see to actually get six catches and get in the end zone. Uh, Watkins uh, also ended up with a nice fantasy night because of that long catch that if he got in the end zone, mm-hmm. uh, that GPP lineup we put out for our members would have absolutely smashed. But 
he got tripped up there inside the 20. Uh, but I'm looking more at this running game and maybe Andrews if I'm going to get uh, my Baltimore exposure. What are your thoughts yeah, there? That makes a lot of sense. I think that, you know, with all the injuries that the Ravens are dealing with, might be the only way that they can keep the Chiefs from scoring 40, 50 points is if they can keep them off the field. So, you know, heavy running attack makes a lot of sense. Control the clock. And then, of course, when they get down in the red zone, then they'll be looking for Mark Andrews. So definitely like those picks. Okay. How about the KC side? Why don't you take that side of things for us? Again, on paper in Vegas, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, do you think uh, that'll be – it'll end up being a close game, or do you think KC uh, may be able to pull away here because of these injuries? Yeah, I do have some concerns because of the injuries. And on top of all the guys that are missing for the Ravens, the Chiefs are getting back Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark, and Derek Nottie. So they're getting back three starters on top of all the guys that the Ravens are going to be potentially missing. So it's definitely leaning in the Chiefs' direction uh, on paper. But these games aren't played on paper, you know. So who knows? We could end up having another 5-6 field goal game from, you know, Justin Tucker this time instead of Grand Gano. So could yep. be one of those kind of games. Showdowns don't usually go the way we think they will. So um, obviously looking at Mahomes, um, last last year when they matched up in Baltimore, he had 385 yards passing and four touchdowns, uh, really lit them up. And and I could definitely see that happen again with the injuries out there with Ma uh, Marlon Humphrey and Jimmy Smith. And Marcus Peters is already hurt, so they're already down one key guy as it is. So. Yeah, I mean, you look at what Derek Carr just did to Baltimore, 435 through the air. Mm. I mean, Mahomes, we know he can be in that ballpark easily, and it's just a tougher matchup on the ground against Baltimore. So I do want to yeah. start with Mahomes. Uh, he'll be a key figure in my lineup. Maybe not necessarily at captain on DraftKings because of the extra price, but I would like to get him and a couple of these pass catchers. So if you look at some of his targets – who do you like uh, best here for the Sunday night game? Well, I mean, if you look at what happened last week, Tyreek Hill ended up seeing 15 targets, which is <laughs> insane. But yeah. um, 15 targets, he had 11 receptions for 197 yards. And um, Travis Kelsey, he got two touchdowns, so he got more touchdowns than Hill. But he just really um, – Mahomes was just really focused in on, on Tyreek Hill last week. And I think that could happen again, but I also know with Andy Reed that he can be a little bit unpredictable and, you know, you could have a guy like Clyde Edwards Hilaire um, who got 20 carries last year, you know, he could get a bunch of carries and he even had six receptions for 70 yards. So a little bit of uh, unpredictability there. And then McCall Hardman um, last year had four catches for 81 yards on six targets and a touchdown. So he could be get it, getting involved there too. So a lot of options for Mahomes. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Andy Reid will mix it up and game plan and get different guys, certain play calls that can really change the slate in DFS on a showdown. Uh, Hardman's a, a perfect example of that. Uh, he can bust out at any time, get four or five catches, get in the end zone, and he, he'll be the guy that you need. Yeah, uh, you've got Demarcus Robinson, who's still involved. Byron Pringle, who's a cheap option, who can who can make some things happen. But yeah, I like Hardman there. I'm glad you you mentioned that stat. Um, I think this is a great situation. I mean, again, season long for him to rise a little bit with Sammy Watkins out of the picture. Mm -hmm. And you know, they're probably not going to give Tyreek Hill 15 targets every week. 
or he's going to break down eventually. Um, you can't really go wrong with Hill or, or Kelsey. And sort of like when we talked about the week one main slate, you mentioned Mahomes as a potential GPP. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how ex- expensive it would be to get Hill and Kelsey out there. But that trio just absolutely smashed. Yeah. Um, and so you you can certainly do that on a one-game slate if you go deep somewhere else. You could go to somebody like a Daryl Williams. Uh, you know, he didn't get a ton of touches in the first week, but, you know, he might get a couple more. Or one of these, you know, cheap receivers that we talked about, like Hardman, Robinson, or Pringle. Um, so bottom line here, I'd like to get a bunch of chiefs here. I agree with you. Uh, they're in a great spot due to the injuries and anything can happen, but, uh, I'm going to load up on the chiefs here this week. All right, let's get to the second game here crash. And it's a, it's a chance for you to turn the page because you were there as the Packers went down in week one to the saints, but now they are monster favorites against the lions so we've got a division battle here they're they're favored by 11 and a half uh over under here 48 and a half so talk to me about your packers and how are they going to turn the page against detroit here this week well i think that uh a lot of people might be looking at this game and thinking that the packers just could come out and roll detroit but that really hasn't been the case the last couple times they've met they've been pretty pretty much down to the wire the last two meetings I can think of for sure the one in Detroit. It started out they were blowing, they were blowing us out. It was like twenty-one to three, and then Green Bay came back in the second half. And then last year they um, they got out to an early lead again, and then it was kind of a back and forth game. We were without Devonte Adams that game, so um, it was uh, it was I believe another last second uh, Mason Crosby field goal that won the game. So we could be looking at that kind of game again. Honestly, I think there's a lot of uncertainty with the Packers, with their defense right now because of Joe Barry. There's a lot of um, a lot of the Packers fans, Packers Nation is questioning if that was the right decision when they hired him and if, if he can get the job done. So I think this game could be closer than people think, actually, um, and I won't be surprised if it is. Wow. Okay. Well, I was ready to back your Packers uh, in a big way, but – you know, those are good points. Plus, Detroit, they put up a good showing against San Fran, made that furious comeback to keep mm-hmm. it close. But let's let's break the Green Bay team down here, um, you know, the pass game and, and the running game. Uh, I'm, I'm curious about your thoughts on Aaron, Aaron Jones here to start because, you know, he just game, got game scripted out, only got five carries. But we saw what San Fran did on the ground against Detroit uh, with Mitchell. Uh, and so I kind of like that matchup. Do you think Jones can bounce back here and pay off his price tag? Yeah, I, I definitely like Aaron Jones this week. And Aaron Rodgers was talking about in his press conference earlier this week how the Saints um, defensive coordinator is in the same – or the, the Lions, sorry, the Lions defensive coordinator is coming from the same coaching tree that the Saints defensive coordinator did, and they play a lot of the too high – so I think that they're going to see a lot of too high from Detroit, try and duplicate what New Orleans was able to do last week against the Packers. And so that's going to mean that Green Bay is going to have to run the ball. They're going to have to stay committed to the ball, uh, running the ball a lot more than they did last week in, in Jacksonville. And uh, it's going to open up carries for Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. But I believe that Jones should get the bulk of the carries, but it'll probably be like maybe a 70-30 split between Jones and Dillon, I think. Okay. 
uh, sort of similar with the price differential there. You could even go with two running backs here. Um, according to Pro Football Focus, really across all of these uh, primetime matchups, the running game uh, blocking advantage is stronger than the passing. So uh, these running games are in, are in good positions here. And so I wouldn't mind going with two running backs on a particular team, including the Packers. But what about this passing game? Talk to me about Aaron Rodgers. We saw uh, Jimmy G go for over 300 against Detroit. Uh, we know Rodgers can do that in his sleep. Yeah. Uh, do you think he gets going again here? Yeah, I definitely think Aaron Rodgers will have a good game. He pretty much never has bad, you know, back-to-back games. So um, he's 9-2 and two against Detroit in his 11, 11 starts at Lambeau. And uh, Green Bay has won eight straight home openers. So that's another thing that I wanted to point out. And Matt LaFleur hasn't lost back-to-back games. So put all that together, and it does look like Green Bay should win. And I do think they will. I just think it might be a little bit closer than we, you know, a lot of people might think. Um, and then for uh, Devontae Adams, he's got seven touchdowns in 10 games against Detroit. So I, I think that there's there's a lot of opportunities there with Adams. He's going to get the bulk of the targets, as he usually does. Uh, but Green Bay did draft Amari Rodgers, and they brought over Randall Cobb back from Houston. So they've given Aaron some more weapons, and we didn't really see that in Jacksonville. But I think this week we'll start to see some of those other guys get involved if Detroit decides to try to double Devontae. Yeah, I was surprised that Cobb only got the one target. I uh, did get the 32-yard catch there. MVS, eight targets. I know you're on him as a potential value play. He got the targets. That was a nice bump. I uh, just mm. didn't quite connect. And yep. Tunyon had a bit of a dud too, again, in the, the negative game script in terms of just not having enough opportunities uh, and not being able to sustain uh, drives. But I certainly expect that to, to change here in week two. Let's turn the page and, and look at the Detroit side. Um, again, really impressive that they almost uh, came back and won that game. To have a chance mm-hmm. to win uh, after trailing big was was impressive, uh, but Goff and company came up just short. He did finish with three thirty eight and three, uh, so good start for him. But I want to start with this uh, running game on the Detroit side as well uh, because of the the numbers we saw Kamara get off to a good start against Green Bay, um, and you know really impressive combo here between Swift and Jamal Williams. Now, they both caught at least eight balls uh, out of the backfield, which is huge on DraftKings, mm-hmm. PPR especially. So keep that in mind. But Jamal Williams, this is a revenge game for him. Yeah. Uh, he was he was one of your – he was part of the, the Davis uh, family yeah. as a Packer last year. What a, what a start for him in week one. He had 25 mm-hmm. DraftKings points. Got in the end zone. Um, 7,200. I like Jamal Williams here. Because, uh, of course, you've got to get at least one line in your lineup. Right. Yeah, Jamal Williams, he was kind of the, um, I don't know if I'd say the heart, but the, like, emotional, he just he just got everybody hyped up, basically, because he does, in the pregame, he'll be dancing around in the end zone and stuff like that, and there's just a lot of energy and, and just a lot of uh, a fun personality uh, with Jamal Williams, so. Aaron Rodgers talked about that in the press conference too, how how much he missed Jamal and and how much he meant to that locker room. So I definitely think that Jamal will be fired up uh, as he always is, but especially coming back to Lambeau. So 
yeah, if, if there's one guy on Detroit I, I was playing, he would probably be the one that I would single out over everybody, except for maybe, maybe TJ Hawkinson. So, Okay, yeah. Glad we're on the same page there. Uh, Hawkinson certainly a pay-up option. Let's talk about the rest of that passing game because they are dealing with injuries as well. We've got Tyrell Williams out, and we've got Khalif Raymond now questionable. So we could end up seeing a really inexperienced wide receiver group here for Goff, which is not the right recipe, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. We've got St. Brown, who had two catches last week. Cephas, seven targets, but only three catches for 12 yards. He did get in the end zone. And then Trinity Benson, six targets, caught three for 19. He's only 1,000 on drafting. So you could go with a value play there. Uh, Cephas, you know, more of a physical guy who mm-hmm. has shown he can get in the end zone. Uh, certainly liked him coming out of college. So I wouldn't mind one of those guys. Um, do you have any interest in this Detroit passing game? Yeah. Do you know who's going to be on the right side and who's going to be on the left side? Do you know, basically, do you know who's going to be matched up with Jair Alexander is what I'm getting at. Uh, I don't have that pulled up. I think it's uh, tough to determine with now that Williams is out. We don't know if Raymond is playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would lean towards possibly Cephas, but we will certainly uh, track pro football focus here uh, on Monday uh, and then update our members. That's one thing we can do. Uh, thrilled about our partnership with PFF this year. And so we will uh, deliver that information to our members uh, on Monday. Sounds good. But yeah, whoever's lined up on Jair Alexander, I would just pick the other guy. This there you go. Down to. Yep. And, you know, again, it's going to be very affordable. Uh, to get one of those guys. And that's one of the things where you really have to wait for those injury reports about 90 minutes before kickoff. And and then we wait until after that point to finalize our lineups, make any necessary adjustments, and then provide those to the members. And we give out full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo for all these showdown slates. That's why we do these shows to get focused on our research well ahead of time and start to build the lineups and then adjust later. Uh, but jump in with us this weekend if you'd like. Uh, grab our three-day pass. Get all of our lineups here for Sunday and Monday. You get the other sports as well, baseball, uh, and then golf if you have a longer membership. Uh, DFSCoachDoc.com uh, to pick up one of those memberships. And then after you sign up, we'll send you an email to get you into our Discord. Uh, Josh, any final thoughts here? Yeah, I do want to point out that uh, another – on the injury front, um, Zadarius Smith, our, basically our top pass rusher, he went on IR, short-term IR, earlier this week. So they're going to be looking for more production from Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary. And then behind them, you've got some unproven guys and Jonathan Garvin and Chauncey Rivers. So we could be looking at Jared Goff having you know quite a bit of time back there if they're unable to get some pressure because Joe Barry doesn't like to blitz generally. He likes to try and get pressure from the front. So if that's the case without Zedarius, I think that could be a problem for Green Bay a little bit um, with giving Goff too much time back there. Excellent. I like that unbiased analysis from the Packers fan. <laughs> uh, calling it like he sees it. Uh, that's, that's, that's how we do it here at mm-hmm. DFS Coach Talk. Uh, try to break it down for everybody. So hopefully that gets you ready for these primetime games. We've got some big contests to get after. Uh, and like I said, we'll have the full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo for our members. And then the core on uh, the core plays for DraftKings. So 
dfscoachtalk.com to sign up. Check out check us out on Twitter at dfscoachtalk. We've got a contest going. Uh, retweet our pinned tweet and uh, be entered for a drawing for a free membership. So we'd love to have you. And that will do it next week. Again, we'll be back for our three podcast uh, schedule uh, where we do the Thursday night preview, the main slate preview, and then this primetime show. So uh, do subscribe to the channel if you haven't already so you can uh, join us on all these podcasts. And we're really looking forward to a huge NFL season. So on behalf of Mr. Crash Davis and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.